Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we are airing a message entitled, The Promises of God. And in this week's message, the preacher will bring us a lesson to all of us that if not needed now, will be needed at some point in our lives. As you will hear in the lesson, we understand that we have been diagnosed with a sickness from birth called sin. We cannot cure sin, nor can we avoid it. However, in this week's lesson, you will hear how God has given us a chance to cure our sickness. If you are interested in how you can receive this free cure, we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor Michael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now, your host, Pastor Michael. The Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth us from, and the next word is so wonderful, all sin. All sin. Aren't you glad for that this morning? I don't, I don't know about you, but uh, the longer I live, I find that I, I almost instinctively find new ways to sin. Do anybody else that can identify with that? You know, I mean, my, my old besetting sins are bad enough, and then I'll, I'll come up with a new one. And I'll go, where did that come from? Do you know what? The Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. All all sin. I, I, I like that word all. Uh, some of our Calvinist friends have a little trouble with that word all, but I, I really think, you know, in the original Greek, in the original Hebrew, in the original Aramaic, and in the original English, I think all still means all. Uh, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1, 9, as believers, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isn't that great? And by the way, uh, as a believer, uh, when, when you blow it, apply 1 John 1, 9, and then don't, don't stay back and wallow in the sin anymore. Because God's not only cleansed you from the sin, but from all unrighteousness connected to that sin. Now, I, I don't know about you, but, but there's, there's something in me that's kind of religious that has a problem with that. And the reason I say kind of religious is because uh, we always want to partake with God. We always want to have something to do with our redemption, naturally speaking. That's why every man-made religion has you doing something to get saved. Has you doing something to earn it. The reality of it is, is there's only two religions in this world. Do, that's man-made religion. You do something, and then God will reward you with salvation. But, but biblical Christianity is done. Christ has done it all. And all you do is believe on him. And he imputes that to your credit. There's no due to it. But man's almost incurably religious. He always wants to chip in. You know, hey God, you do half of it, I'll do the other half. Or you do 75% and I'll do 25%. Look, if God did it this way... 99.99999% and you do the point zero 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 one. you know what you would do with that point zero 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 one? You'd blow it. So you know what God did? He had Christ do it all for us. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain and he washed it white 
as snow. He is a propitiation for our sins. Isaiah chapter 53, another great prophetic chapter in the Old Testament said, Who hath believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. In those first three verses, we see the suffering of rejection that the Lord uh, suffered on our behalf. And then we go further on into the chapter and it says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. We see in those second uh, grouping of three verses, we see the suffering of burden bearing. And by the way, he says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. A lot of people make the mistake of thinking, well, I haven't robbed any banks. I haven't murdered anybody. I haven't done anything heinous like that. So God's grading on a curve, I'll be just fine. You know what the Bible says? All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. God has said, here's my son, the way, the truth, and the life. And we say, no thanks, Lord, I've got my way. Like we said last week, that's an insult to God. That's not a minor offense. That, that, that is a show of arrogance And it's an insult to God. God allowed his son to go through the suffering of rejection, the suffering of burden bearing, and then the suffering of innocence. It goes on to say he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgressions of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. And then lastly, in this great prophetic chapter, we see the suffering and the reward of obedience. The Bible says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin... He shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and shall be satisfied, and by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 7, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost, that come unto God by him, seeing that he ever liveth, to make intercession for them. He can save those from the guttermost all the way to the uttermost. He needs no help from any pope. He needs no help from any earthly priest. He doesn't need any help from me. He doesn't even need any help from you. All you have to do is just let him do it for you. For by grace are ye saved through faith, 
and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then lastly, if you look at verse 13, verse 13 shows us that he is a personal lamb. He is a personal lamb. And the blood shall be to you, there's one you, for a token upon the houses where ye are, there's another one, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you, there's the third one, and the plague shall not be upon you, there's number four, to destroy you, there's number five, when I smite the land of Egypt. Five times in that verse, he makes it clear that the lamb is a personal lamb. Can I ask you this morning to examine your heart and ask this question in all honesty, not for my sake or anybody around you, but for your own sake before God. When have I personally received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior? When did that happen? You know, I'm afraid a lot of people are going to get to the judgment, assuming as they did throughout their whole life that, well, you know what? I grew up a Baptist. I was one of them. So I just kind of get through in the Baptist line. Or I grew up a Methodist or a Presbyterian or a Catholic or whatever. And, and they will assume that somehow or another, because they were around religion that had Christ associated with it, that they're covered. But that's not the case, folks. That's not the case at all. You could come to this church for five decades and you could be baptized. You could be a deacon. You could be a Sunday school teacher. You could be on on staff at the church. It doesn't matter. If you've not personally received Christ as your personal Savior, you're not saved. This was a personal lamb. This was a lamb for each individual. And today it needs to be your personal lamb. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And he said, and I will give you rest. You've got to come to him by faith. It's a personal matter. The Bible says, he that cometh unto me, I will in no wise cast out. In Revelation chapter 3, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door, and I knock. If any man hear my voice and open, I will come into him, and he with me, and I will sup with him. You see, it's a personal thing. It's a personal thing. The Bible says in John chapter 1, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. The Bible tells us in John chapter 10, verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When did you call on the Lord to be saved? I've talked to people that say, well, I got in a car wreck one time and I cried out to God and and he saved me. I thought I was going to be dead and everything worked out. And that's fine. I believe God did answer your prayer, by the way. And, And they'll say, well, I was in this other situation and I asked God for something and he gave it to me. Therefore, I'm okay. But let me ask you this question. When did you specifically ask Christ to be your savior? We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program is surely a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, The Promises of God, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lesson, God has prescribed to us an antidote. This antidote can cure us of our sin and death. Jesus Christ is that antidote. He is our free prescription if we are willing to take Him as our personal Savior. In 2 Corinthians 5.21 it says, For He hath made Him to be our sin for us, who knew no sin that we might be made righteous of God in Him. If you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the office of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help you in any way we can. As we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, 
feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. Again, that's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page and follow us on Facebook for more information. We also have a bookstore that is open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. And we would love for you to come to join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all our ages, including junior high, high school, and college-age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night services at 7 o'clock, which has a Master Clubs program during the school year for the kids and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.